To be a witness does not consist in engaging in propaganda, nor even in stirring people up, but in being a living mystery. It means to live in such a way that one's life would not make sense if God did not exist. Madeline Lingle. In Acts 16, we read three stories, three different people, three distinct backgrounds, three specific needs. And we've been looking at this text for three straight weeks, and today is going to be kind of the kitchen sink episode where we think about what we've learned from this and try to apply it. And we're going to play a fun little Bible game, too, that will help us understand what we've learned a little bit better. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise. Brian, how you doing? Welcome to autumn. It is here. Ah, oh, I love this weather. Cool Christmas outside. I wear shorts and long sleeve shirts, and my wife makes fun of me. Well, do you wear long sleeve shirts underneath t-shirts? No. What? No. What? What, what am I? My high school self <laughs> from the from the mid two thousands? No, I, I have standards somewhere. I, well, I don't apparently, and I thought it was okay, and my teenage <laughs> kids told me that that oh, was you not that? okay, and I'm very disappointed because to me that is just. Like the essence of fall, winter, I've got a day off, this is what I want to wear, that's it. But now I'm a little ashamed. There you go. Well, in high school, I wore a <laughs> long sleeve collared shirt with the t-shirt on top of it a couple times. It was it was during my Hawk Nelson Green Day era. It was, it was delightful. Nobody understood me, especially uh. me. <laughs> well, I am wearing a long sleeve shirt today, but no t-shirt on top. So I, I do appreciate it. The visual is... Hard to take seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so we're wrapping up our series on explaining, experiencing, and being an example of the gospel. And different people need different ones of these. And then maybe some people need all three, but Absolutely. it's been a good conversation. So can we? Can I give it a 60-second recap of where we've been? Yeah, I'll time so, you. All right, ready? And go. go. Um, Paul is on these missionary journeys, and he meets a woman named Lydia who's already a believer in God but doesn't know Jesus, he gives her an explanation. That's what she needs. She's baptized right then and says the Lord opened her heart. Uh, then he comes across a slave girl who uh, needs this powerful Holy Spirit experience to be delivered from the demons in her. And God does this great uh, experience, gives this uh, girl what she needs. And then uh, there's a jailer and the jailer needs an example of Christ's mercy. And Paul and Silas, instead of fleeing jail from the earthquake when they could have, they stay there so the jailer won't have to commit suicide, which was his plan. Uh, and instead, they see he sees this example of Christ's mercy and says, you know, what in the world? Why would you do this? And so then they, they teach him, and he and his whole household are baptized that night. Am I within 60 seconds? It's been one minute. Ah, right, okay. right then, like okay. as soon as you were finishing it. So it's three stories. Uh, Lydia needed an explanation. The slave girl needed an experience. The jailer needed an example. Uh, they all needed something specific. They all needed Jesus. Right. Uh, but the route to Jesus was kind of in different ways. They, had, they were in, in different contexts. And so uh, what we've been thinking about is how God will partner with us to help people come to him 
through different ways. Yeah. Uh, it's all through the gospel. It's all through Jesus. But each person has different specific needs. And as a believer, we should recognize that not all of these will be beneficial to everyone. And also, these aren't the only three ways to do this. But these are, I think that these are pretty much the most obvious ones. Yeah. And the most easily to uh, imitate. Yeah. As, as, as a believer, I, I'm, I'm thinking back just in my own experiences where I'm like, no, I, I was able to give an explanation. Uh, no, I was able to explain an individual's experience or help make sense of it uh, and then be an example. Um, not that it's like, oh, look at us. We're so great. We're doing all these things rightly because I'm also thinking of, oh, man, I didn't do those things. Yeah. And that, that, that's, that's a good reminder for us is that our relationship with Christ and the world it's it's growing it's maturing we are developing as believers and we'll get more and more comfortable and confident I think Mm -hmm. the more that we do these three things yeah explain experience and be an example yeah so let's play a game okay I'll tell a brief uh, summary of a Bible story okay of someone who has an encounter with Jesus or people telling people about Jesus and and then you kind of take your guess at okay. what that person. We call it Stump the Drake. Yes, yes. I'll very put good. some theme music in the in the background <laughs> for for this. You write a theme song. A quick, I, uh, very very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, story number one. How about um, Nicodemus was a Pharisee mm-hmm. uh, who uh, would have many of them were opposed to Jesus. Right. And yet he arranges to meet Jesus uh, late at night and just peppers him with these questions um, about how am I born again? Yeah. And so what did Nicodemus need? John chapter three. I think Nicodemus, (laughs) I can't talk. I'm so nervous. Oh, the game show is freaking me out. Uh, I think he needed an explanation. Um, He's not really watching Jesus do anything at the same time. It, it might be experienced because he is encountering, you know, mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesus is really just talking him through very specific things. So I think Nicodemus just needs an explanation. Yeah. I, yes. I, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And I think that's where, as Christians, um, we need to continually be reading Scripture and thinking about these things and thinking about our culture and how to explain mm. Christ to them so that we can be prepared when we have a moment like this. I've discovered that apologetics is pretty helpful in this area. Not that apologetics saves people. We believe that's the Holy Spirit and the gospel. But apologetics does help to soften people's minds Mm -hmm. and kind of open up their hearts um, to certain questions or problems or hangups that they may have with what they think Scripture is Mm -hmm. saying or even Christian history. Um, We get to help kind of walk them through that process. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, Nicodemus does not, come to faith that night. Nope. Um, but we have indication he did. Yep. So all of that story. Helping bury uh, Jesus' body after yeah. the crucifixion, and that was a risky maneuver. Very um, much so. So we would assume that maybe he was of faith at that point. So Okay. Uh, on to story number two. Number two. And it's just in the next chapter of John, uh, but Jesus... Uh, takes the disciples through Samaria, which they think is a bad idea um, because, <laughs> you know, Samaritans live in Samaria and the Jews did not like the Samaritans. And and Jesus sends them off for a little while and he sits down at a well with a woman who is there. And the woman uh, has had five husbands, is mm-hmm. now with a man who's not her husband. And this could be uh, signify a, a life 
sometimes think of maybe immorality. It could be that she was being abused and tossed around Mm -hmm. left and right. That would have been kind of normal in that culture. Anyway, she had a lot of guilt and shame uh, in that. And Jesus offers her not just water from the well, but um, living water. Right. And so what does the woman at the well need? Because she does come to faith. That she does. In that yeah. moment, yeah. Um, I think this is actually a combination. Is that is that possible? I think it's oftentimes okay. the case. I think that um, this is both experience and example. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus showing her how she should be treated in, in love, what the gospel looks like in practice. Mm-hmm. But she's experiencing that from his actions and um yeah, him being God and, and her having this experience for you will. So I, I think it's a I think it's a blend of experience and example. And, and? I, I would even throw explanation in there too. Well, yeah, but I didn't want to say it from the from the Okay, so ding, one. ding, 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 ding. We'll, we'll give yes. you two thirds credit. Hey, I'm Is batting that a thousand. That's yes, the only yes, sports yes. reference I understand. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're right in that often when we look through the scriptures, it's not like it's, there's only one of these things. You right. see all three of them intertwined yeah. sometimes. Act 16 is a little bit unique because they kind of they, they fit the outline real nice. Yeah, that's that's really nice helpful. And, tidy, and, as, so. and as we mentioned earlier, this is a really helpful kind of system for us to look at and engage yeah. with. But by no means is this no. overly exhaustive. And this really is just to help you, our, our precious listeners, um, consider how you are witnessing. Yeah. So yeah. What, what's this third story? Okay, so uh, Philip was traveling, and he uh, comes across an Ethiopian uh, who's in a chariot. Mm-hmm. Reading from the book of Isaiah, completely confused about it. <laughs> and if you haven't read Isaiah out of context, it's it's confusing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, Philip goes up and says, "Hey, what, you know, what are you reading?" And he says, "Hey, I'm reading about uh, from Isaiah this prophecy. I don't understand it." And Philip jumps up in the chariot and. Oh, you almost said oh, it. Oh no! You almost. Ah. What does he need? He explains it. Yeah. He explains it. Yeah. I was like, is he gonna? Is he gonna do it? Because ah. you were really committed to it too. You Man. were getting into it. He explains it. Yeah. Yeah. It just unpacks. Here's what Isaiah is talking about, and yeah. here's how we see that in Jesus. Yep. And before the chariot ride is over, yep. Uh, he says, hey, "I'm ready to come to faith. There's some water." baptize me let's do this and so a really good example of proper hermeneutics that philip is saying no this is in light of jesus Mm -hmm. so let me explain it Mm -hmm. i that that's delightful as you know as as theologians and ministers we're like yes do it like this yes imitate philip yeah Uh, go go where people are and then draw a straight line from where they are to jesus yeah and and he does that both physically Mm -hmm. and then biblically by explaining uh the scriptures and so, uh, yeah, it's certainly needed uh, an explanation. But that's even the explanation is wrapped in a miraculous experience of why did Philip just happen upon? Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously God was orchestrating that. Yeah, my moment. favorite part of the story is when it says, "Oh, by the way, Philip was running alongside the chariot." In my head, I'm thinking, "Do you know how fast chariots go?" <laughs> I, I know you're a runner, so just imagine. Like, <laughs> I know. Hey, what you what you reading there? <laughs> I don't know. Can you explain it? Yeah, yeah, give. Can I hop off? Yeah. This is my feet. <laughs> yeah, it would help if you would let me on the chariot so I could catch my breath. <laughs> right. So that's that that that's what um, that's what I'm seeing. I mean, that's an evangelist. Yeah right there absolutely that's an evangelist too uh, it just so uh, uh i i may not be quite as hardcore as philip but i did walk by the new neighbor's house twice last night because mm-hmm. i saw their garage door was open and mm-hmm. i hadn't met them yet so i was out on a little walk and i and i went by a couple times uh 
until until it worked out right because they were unloading some groceries or right, something. Right. So we walked out. I was like, oh hey, and we got to talk. So nice. Philip uh, is. Is like out in the wilderness, actually running to find people. <laughs> yeah. After you talked to the, the your new neighbors, did you uh, were you magically teleported to a different country as Philip was? No. Ah, uh, bummer. I know. So I didn't get that. That would have cool been a experience. great story. Y'all, you just okay. blink and you're like, oh, what is this? Man. Terra del Fuego. Man. I guess this is where I'm witnessing. That, that. would have been cool. Okay. So uh, next story. Um, Paul, who formerly was known as Saul, was a, a Jew and believed that Christians were the enemy, uh, believed that it was false teaching and against God. And so he was persecuting them and even contributed to the death, the killing of Stephen. And so he was uh, powerful and had uh, was angry <laughs> and yeah. vengeance. And then something happens that leads him to faith to become probably the greatest evangelist the world has seen uh, since that time. Probably. Well, so okay. what, did, what did Saul Paul need? So at, at, at this point, I'd like to make an observation yes. real fast. Um, my, my Pentecostal background is kicking in yeah. in this moment. Um, I am convinced that by this time, Paul has already heard all the explanations. Yeah. yeah. He's not buying it. Right, uh-huh. he's he's not committed to it. I think you're right. I, I also believe that he's already had all the examples. Uh-huh. Uh, Stephen already being one of them. Stephen, the yeah. Oh my goodness, if like, that's not an example. What is? Whew, it's it's hard to watch. So I at at this moment, Paul has what is commonly known as the Damascus Road experience. Mm-hmm. He experiences Jesus. Um, it's it's a it's a weird thing because I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, well, this is the kind of experience that you will have." Mm-hmm. And that's not true. This is a very unique encounter where he's physically seeing and encountering Jesus, feeling the the light radiating mm-hmm. off of him, hearing his voice. This is an experience that is unquestionably God. So experience, yeah. final answer. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Uh, yeah, if that's not a, a miraculous experience, nothing is. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I think from that experience and then and then it led him to go find Ananias and Ananias gives him the explanation that's able to make more sense of that yep um, and then probably all of those examples begin to click of things mm. that he had seen yeah and of course we know he feels guilt uh, for that and says you know I'm the worst of sinners uh, so uh, all of those things kind of make sense. But in that moment, what he needed was an experience. Yeah. And so if you would have been a person praying for Saul or Paul, then I'm sure there were people praying that he would have an experience and God answered that prayer yeah. uh, for him in a, in a powerful way. So, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's good um, stuff. So I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, so as a minister, mm-hmm. which do you find that you do more often than the others? Uh, explanation, experience, or example? I think my mind immediately goes to like Sunday morning. It's yeah, predominantly yeah. explanation, right? right. As, as ministers, we it's are explanation. We're preaching. We're, it's, it's, we're explaining. Here's how we should think about certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, even explaining here's how we experience God and here's how we are examples. But I didn't know if it was just in your everyday life. Um, are there one of these three that go beyond the others? Yeah, for probably just me personally, and this would be outside of my my role is just mm-hmm. necessarily a preacher. This would be true, you know, regardless of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm personally wound a little bit towards the example mm. and 
uh, trying to be a good example to give myself an opportunity um, to uh, explain, but also praying for people to have experiences. I often am praying for people that that God would do something in their life um, because uh, while I might get to participate in that experience, oftentimes that experience may be just a thought, you know, or mm. um, something that happens without my involvement right there. So can, can I tell you about another neighbor? Um, I, w- I won't use his name because I don't have his permission, but I've been thinking about all of these in light of him. Mm. So um, I he lives on the other side of the neighborhood, so he's not like right across the fence from me and um, somebody who's lived there a long time, but I never knew. I had seen him a few times when I was driving out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but about uh, several months ago, I was driving home for lunch. And as I was driving home, there was a car stopped in the middle of the road. And a woman was running the opposite direction and then screaming and crying. And like I it's like realized, oh, I was just going to go home for a ham sandwich. And now the whole world is like, what in, what is happening? Right. And I pull over. The car drives off. And I roll down the window and ask her if she needs help. And she's crying and tells me that her, her boyfriend hit her and had a gun. Oh. And, and he's now gone. Um, anyway, I – so – I enter into this moment where, you know, police call parents, try to get her like all of this, but, but we needed a place just to sit safely for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so this was where my neighbor lives, Hmm. whom I had never met. We knocked on the door, his daughter answers, and he has uh, like a small little porch, but has like metal bars. Mm -hmm. And I asked if this lady could just sit there and until some other people arrived and just to be safe. Right. And if they could leave their door open so she could go inside if they needed to. And I would just sit outside um, the porch and wait for the people to come. And I realized that the neighbor was a little bit, um, maybe just a little bit feeble or uh, the daughter was trying to protect him a little bit to not be fully engaged in the, in the situation. And so, So I thought, I'm just going to stay here, wait till other help arrives. So I did. That's a whole nother story. Which sure. I sure. won't go there. <laughs> but because of that, I learned that his wife was ill. Mm. And so I came back a couple days later and just said, hey, you know, thank you for letting the, the young lady sit here. And I know that was kind of a crazy moment. Here, here's my name. You know, I, I just told my story a little bit. And he let me know that his wife was very, very sick and and, and maybe dying. Mm. And, you know, I, and I said, well, I'll, I'll be praying for her. And if there's anything I can do. And, and he said, I appreciate that. So I saw him out uh, a week or two later, stopped by, Hey, how you doing? Well, my wife passed away. Mm. Oh, I'm so, and I had my family with me. Right. So it wasn't a moment I could just stop and talk for a long time. We were headed somewhere. I said, I'll, I'll come by tomorrow if that's all right. He said, yeah, that, that'd be all right. And so I went by the next day, and he invites me back to the back patio, and his daughter and son-in-law and a cousin are there. And I'm just thinking I can just go and try to offer some care for him. And what he says is, would would you be able to say something at my wife's funeral? 
and we're kind of planning it right now. And I didn't know they were even having a planning wow. session or anything. Yeah. And so, you know, I said, sure. So I kind of go into preacher mode at that right. point, asking about, tell me your favorite <laughs> stories about your mom or about your wife, you know, all of that. Um, all of that leads to where um, uh, he's become someone I prayed for a lot that yeah. I would have the opportunity to share the gospel with and was able to do that a little bit through the funeral and someone our family is praying for. And I'm just, I stopped by last night, sat on the back patio. We, you know, shot the breeze for a little while, talked. Yeah. Um, but I've been thinking about what is it that he most needs in his life, explanation, experience, example. Mm-hmm. And he, he may need bits of all three. And I've been able to, you know, extend some love to him, an example of Christ's mercy, hopefully. And we had an experience that connected us. Yeah. And so now as we're talking and telling stories, I just always want to have a gospel reference of, you know, here's our life and here's how Christ has impacted us. Um, and to do so in a way that he's asking some questions. And uh, so anyway, I'm not sure where all that leads. But I think all of us can have moments in life where God brings people to us. Yeah. And and I and I hope that we look at all of those as miracles that God brings people to us in a miraculous way. Mm. That this is something He's set apart, He's written in His book, that I get to partner with Him. And I can't make someone decide to give their life, but I can partner with God in doing His work and yeah. His will to see if that would happen. And so this whole series has been very personal for me mm. that we've been you know, working through in the podcast and from Acts 16. It's something that will always stay with me, I think. And I hope it will, our listeners too, as you have people in your life that God's brought near who need one or all three of these things to some levels because it matters for eternity. And, um, and it's just incredible that God would let us have an opportunity like that in someone's life. So. It also gives us a really good opportunity of just our own self-examination because mm-hmm. some people are really good with explanations yeah and are really bad at the example mm-hmm. or they don't leave room for an encounter or that experience yeah. but then there are people who are amazing at examples and not so good at the explanation and i don't think that there's a tier or a hierarchy mm-hmm. um, on which of these is most important mm-hmm. or most practical but i think that because of who we are as individuals, all of us, we kind of lean towards one of these or the other. And it's a good time to just kind of take a step back and go, all right, am I being able to explain my faith? Am I being able to allow for experiences or even helping somebody understand their experience? And then am I being the example? I think for me, the hardest one is example. Mm -hmm. Living out the faith Mm -hmm. is, is very different from understanding it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, the goal is for us to be, uh, to have our heart, our head, and our hands mm-hmm. all in agreement. Yeah. And in, in, in that regard, so uh, the explanation, the experience, and the examples, this this kind of provides us this really interesting holistic view of what it means to be a witness. So, precious listeners, what are you good at? Are you good at the explanations, or prevent pr- providing experiences, or explaining them? Uh, or being the example, um, are you good at all three? Are you good at one? Um, mm-hmm. Do you realize, oh, maybe I need to work a little bit in this area? And this is not a, a judging thing because um, until we die, I think we're going to struggle in any of sure. these yeah. kind of a thing. But it's good for us to take a step back and say, where am I? And how is God going to work on me and through me ultimately for his kingdom? And this is where the in the church we need one another uh, because we need to have others stretch us and in, in the area where you may be most naturally gifted, 
um, lean into that. Let, that's great. And especially help train and equip and encourage other people uh, to be uh, better in that area than they might be right now. But then also listen to other people and learn from them so that uh, you don't have a spot that's a, a weak link. And I would say uh, wherever your strength is, then also just pray and give a little extra effort in the other areas. My, I, I know lots of people who are great at the example part, and they will serve people to the nth degree, mm. but then they will shy away from ever actually saying something yeah. and actually giving an explanation of the gospel. And so if that's you, then realize that God is pressing you to also give an explanation. It doesn't have to be perfect and eloquent. As we've seen, yep. it's the Lord who opens their heart, not your perfect, eloquent words. Uh, so, But be willing to, to pray for all three and participate in all three, uh, even as you may do one better than the other. We hope you guys have enjoyed this Acts 16 series where we've been looking at, as witnesses, we can provide explanations, uh, help people understand their experiences, uh, or be an example. And these are three means by which we get to witness to others the gospel of Jesus Christ, his love and his affection that he has for them. Any final thoughts, words, directions, encouragement, polite criticisms? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we would, yeah, we would love to hear from you. If you have, have folks that you want us to pray for, that would be a great privilege. And uh, if you go to BrianJenningsBlog.com, uh, there's a place where you can contact us. You can listen to episodes and things. And if you send us a name, then I'll, first thing I'll do is I'll forward that to Taylor and we'll pray uh, over those folks with you. And this has just been so helpful for me and for Taylor and I, and I hope for you as well. And uh, if you think this is worth sharing with others, we encourage you to share it with others. Uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, we, we would just appreciate that. Yep, I'm Taylor. And I'm Brian. And this is the Echo Podcast. Where we are looking for truth in the noise.